Hello and welcome back. Welcome back to the Boochcast. During the break, we played a little uh, Beastie Boys, No the, Sleep Till Brooklyn. Not only because both of the events we're going to talk about today took place in Brooklyn, yes. but also it accurately described my life leading up to my vacation to Brooklyn, which is basically No Sleep Till Brooklyn. Because it wasn't until I got to Brooklyn that I was even able to get sleep, you know. Did you even sleep on the plane? I barely slept on the plane. How big, how long of a flight was it? It was about two and a half hours there. It was about, it was about a two hour something flight there, but it was a lot faster getting back. Hmm. It was weird. Like the plane got, got up. Yeah, do they have Wi-Fi on there now? They it? do. Really? They do. Really? Your plane can still go into airplane mode. You still gotta put your phone in airplane mode. Otherwise, it apparently, it fucks with the plane. Okay. Like, like they're, like their navigation systems and their tracking cell phones can fuck with it unless you yeah. put it in airplane mode. But if, if you have Wi-Fi, if you buy the Wi-Fi, depending on how much you get, like you can be like six dollars, you can get it for like an hour. If you pay seventeen dollars, you have it for the whole flight. I paid the seventeen. Um, basically, you can do so. I would basically I binge watched uh, Cobra Kai. Oh really? The whole plane ride. Oh. And I also binge watched uh, Dallas and Robo, which I thought was really cool. It was this animated TV show on YouTube. It stars Kat Dennings and John Cena. Oh shit! I heard it's, that. <laughs> it's fucking great. <laughs> Oh my god. Basically, this is the best way to describe it. The TV show Gator and I have been writing, it's not, obviously the stories are completely, the characters are completely different, but it has the same type of like humor and delivery that I would want on my show. So that's really what attracted me to it, other than the fact that John Cena's in it and, you know, John does a great job in this, actually. He does. He really does. It's great. It's actually very funny. Cobra Kai, also great. Yeah, I, I like and, that part in the parking lot. Mm-hmm. He goes, you really picked the wrong day to <laughs> fuck with me. And he, and he beats the shit out of all of them. And then he turns this one kid into this like... badass. Yeah, and it's like Johnny in a way is kind of like, you know, he's a tweener. Like he's a good guy, bad guy scenario sometimes. He just life hit him hard. Yeah. Life hit him real hard. And then like Daniel LaRusso's kind is like a quarter douche, but like other than that, he's actually pretty cool. You know, yeah. it's like it's a very good story. I can't wait for season two. Yeah, I'm gonna. I'm enjoying this show. Like I've speaking got speaking of shows, I am watching Gotham, but that's another topic for another day. But we gotta go to NXT. You're right, Zach. Thank you for reminding me. And that was the Beastie Boys with No Sleep Till Brooklyn here on the Boochcast. And on that note, we will commence with the recap of NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 4. And we kick things off with the uh, first match of the evening. The Undisputed Era versus Mustache Mountain. That was fucking awesome. I mean, a lot of people don't like a speed of, uh, the Undisputed Era. They are heels, but for some strange reason, they get cheered. I mean, the match itself was incredible. Wow. Okay, I was like sitting I am now, and every time I have something, like I have my bare feet like you do, I was kept on slapping my feet every time they were like, it was like, one, two, kick out. Yeah! <laughs> and my buddy Phil was like, uh, my buddy Matt, who lives right across the street, uh, right across, my, my, less than six steps away, comes in, Zach, you okay? Get the fuck out! Like, oh, okay, 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 I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. I paused it. I spoke to him. Like, you watching your wrestling, aren't you? He's like, yeah, he's like, yeah, okay, yeah. And he hits the ball to him, he passes out. The team is like, he's snoring. But all in all, that match, the very first match was fantastic. Yes, you know, Spooner did or retain, but they were this close by losing it. Oh, I know. This close. That was I know. fantastic. It, I, was, that, that, I get it why now they watch it. Because I, Bill asked me, what's the other shit? Those are the up-and-coming guys. Those are the guys. 
that are like starting out. They eventually will make their way up to the main roster. Well, Seth Rollins, Bo Dow, all those guys you see, all of them are NXT champions. Well, it's a mixture. It's not just, you know, young guys coming up. Some of them are people that they go through the developmental system of WWE. Uh-huh. Uh, some of them are big stars from like Ring of Honor, TNA and everything. Yeah. But they come to NXT to learn the WWE style. Yeah. To learn their playbook. So, or maybe and get them adapting to that. So that's why some big stars, they don't go to the main roster right away. Like, AJ Styles was an exception. But a lot of these guys start here so they can learn those, they can learn that style and fix everything. And then that way, when they come to the main roster, they're ready. Yeah. You know, so that's another reason. So, guy, like, for example, the Undisputed Era, these were guys were stars in Ring of Honor. Like, Kyle O'Reilly, Bobby Fish, and Adam Cole were all, like, friends in Ring of Honor. Like, I know uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly were a tag team called Red Dragon. I know, um, I can't, I know something, uh, can't remember the name. I think it was Future Shock might have been the name of Adam Cole and Kyle O'Reilly when they were a tag team. Yeah. So they had the three of them as a team is, makes perfect sense because they got, and they call themselves, you know, you know, the, the Undisputed Era and they had to do the whole shock, the system, which is great. And they got, you know, Roger Strong to join them finally because mm-hmm. Roger Strong was also from Ring of Honor. He was Mr. ROH for the longest time. So to have all of them together as a team is fantastic because they're all Ring of Honor guys. Mm-hmm. They're just learning WWE style yeah. so they can be called up yeah. and wrestle the WWE way where it's a little bit different than the hard-hitting stuff in Japan or yeah. the hard-hitting or, or Ring of Honor where they're diving every every other move. Now, they let them do a little bit of themselves there like for moments like this because it's a Brooklyn crowd. Yeah. They want to see that type of you know wrestling there. So it was a great just near fall match. It was very, very well done. And it was a great way to open the show, I felt. And then, of course, at the end, having the the War Raiders mm-hmm. attack, which we all know them as War Machine, but they changed the name to War Raiders because yeah. it's another thing, WWE trademarking yeah, the name. And, and, you know, that way they can be called War Machine yeah. if they go somewhere else. And now that they're attacking, I like it because I feel like this is a team that definitely deserves to be the NXT Tag Team Champions, especially if you're going to call up the Undisputed Era. I don't know when they're going to do it or if they're going to do it anytime soon, but that is definitely something they need to keep their eye on. So definitely a great opening match. And that was fantastic. I'll, I'll, yeah. I graded out yeah. four out of five stars. So oh, yeah. I had to go back and watch it later because obviously I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it live because yeah. I was I was in Brooklyn, you know, so I'm out, you know, I'm out, have, I'm out, you know, walking around New York and enjoying the uh, experience and everything and going through all the fun there. <laughs> and on that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening. This one was one of my favorites. Mm-hmm. EC3 versus Vel. Velveteen Dream. Velveteen. I didn't watch that match because I don't like them. You don't like them? I don't like. I don't like EC3. I don't. You don't I'm like a, EC3? I don't like EC3. How do you not like EC3? He seems like the next Miz. How dare you? Oh, I got something even better to say. How dare you, hey, sir? Hey, 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 hey. Okay, I got something even more. You know who the New York Yankees remind me of in so many ways? Who? The Miz. Get out of my house. <laughs> Fuck out of my house. Get out of my house. <laughs> you oh, beast. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. They cheat to win, huh? I'm sorry. That wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, cheat, cheat to win? win. Cheat How the win. fuck do they cheat to win? They offer him a billion dollars just to go throw a fucking ball. That's not cheating to win. <sighs> That's offering George money. George whoever the fuck that asshole's name is, has ruined baseball. I love fucking with Yankee fans because I can give two shits about baseball, but I would wait to say that to you. <laughs> yeah, that... that... <laughs> That is disgusting. Oh, 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 what's more disgusting every time Manny Marin struck Jeter's out, just imagine that he's, <laughs> that's his bitch. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and Pedro Martinez is our bitch. So there you go. Dude, who's your daddy? Who's your daddy? Oh, yeah, you idiots. Dude, beat up an old. Dude, try to beat up an old man yeah. on top of no, all that. No, that old man. I, mm, oh, never mind. Okay. Oh yeah. Don't. Give I me like that shit. fucking with Yankee. I, I just don't know why. It just no. The match but, didn't interest me. Just, that's just joking. okay. Just I I loved it because first of all, EC3 is phenomenal in the ring. This guy is literally money in the ring. Velveteen Dream. I like this. Is, here's the reason I love the thing I love most about the match is that Velveteen Dream actually got a win finally. Yeah. I was sick and tired of watching him lose. Even though Velveteen Dream, every time, even though he lost the, a lot of the takeover matches he had, he looked like the star. This is a guy, and I love the fact that he had his trunks. Call me up, Vince. Uh, he got Thought was great. That. Yeah, he got in trouble for that. Oh, he got in trouble for that. He got controversial. I think Triple H said you can't really do that. Okay. I was well, like, I'm... what? I was like, no, come on. That was great. I saw Velvet Team in action a couple times. He's very good. Oh, yeah. Like, I love the fact he did that rolling senton thing mm. on the ring apron. was fucking sick. EC3, to me, is just getting better and better with the WWE style. Like, EC3, to me, is a true entertainer. He's a great talker. He reminds me, and I'll say this, he reminds me of an early version of The Rock. I'm talking about from, like, when he was, like, in the Nation of Domination uh, coming okay. up. Like, early version of The Rock. Like, okay. when he was, when The Rock was starting out cutting his promos before he became the Joker guy, before he evolved into who he was. The Rock had a style of talking, you know, before he got to that. EC3 to me is just great on the mic. He's great in the ring. He is a guy who definitely deserves to be an NXT champion. And he goes to the main roster, he's going to kill it. He's amazing. In TNA, he was one of the best stars they had. He left because basically there was nothing left for him to do there. He was basically treading water at that point. But he has a future here in WWE, most definitely. EC3 has reinvented himself completely. He calls himself the top 1%. It's a great fucking gimmick. And it works. And Velveteen Dream, of course... You know, won the match finally, getting a win. Looked great doing it, and it was and it was a norm. It was like a standard match. Yeah, it was. They had to do too much flair, yeah. to make it work. They didn't yeah. need to. They didn't need to jump all over the place. They didn't need to frolic and flail around like almost every other match. But they they could they could do standard wrestling and make it look good, and that I respect better than anything. Yeah. So, love Velveteen Dream. Glad he got the win. On that note, we're going to move on here. We see uh, Matt Riddle shown sitting in the front row. Um, you know, and apparently, big. I don't know too much about him. I just know that he's a big star in the indies and NXT has signed him. So, that's the weird thing about the TakeOver thing. They show the people that yeah, you're going to see like, in the future. Yeah, that? He just got called up to NXT. I was like, I don't yeah. know who the hell that was. And, yeah. And on that note, we got the match right here um, for the North American Championship. Uh, we got Adam Cole versus Ricochet. That was good. That was another good match. Yes. At, it was both back and forth, back and forth. One part where uh, Ricochet tried to do a flip and Adam Cole kicked him in the head right at the right point and tried to pin him. One, two, and kicked that. You see Adam Cole. Yeah. Now, was great. that was actually the very first time I actually seen Adam Cole wrestle without his uh, compadres. I was like, Damn. I was like, Adam Cole's actually very, very fucking good in the ring. His technique is good. He's fast. Those fucking kicks of his are fucking intense. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about Adam Cole. He's, his super kicks are very, very yeah, good. Yeah, I was like, I like when he goes, Adam Cole, and he's a heel. Yeah. He's cheered. Yeah. Because that's the thing about Brooklyn, though. They don't care about faces. They don't care about heels. It's, we love this guy, so we're going to cheer this guy, or we hate this guy, we're going to boo this guy. We don't care if he's your hero or your villain. What if I, you know, if I was a wrestler, I came out with a Red Sox shirt, Red Sox jersey on. I might get shot. Oh, uh, yeah. 
You might you might get shot, but you know uh, I'll never do that. I know the rules up there. Up there, you, you know the rules. Yeah, land. yeah. If you're, now, if you're a WWE superstar and you come out with that, they might let you live with that. But if you're just walking around the streets in New York, oh fuck, you're dead. You're fuck. You're, you're gonna fucking. But die. it was it was now it was a back and forth match, and that was actually like I that's actually I got to know the wrestlers and watch these Ricochet. I was like, these these guys are good. They're young and they're talented and they're hungry. Yeah, well, Ricochet, the only problem I have with Ricochet is I feel like he flips too much. Really? He did do that a lot. Yeah, I feel like he, he does He's that. He's showing off a little too much, I think. Yeah, I think that's Ricochet's biggest problem is he does, I think that Ricochet's ground game is so shitty mm-hmm. that he does all the other stuff to hide it. Yeah. Like, this is a guy who, you know, in Lucha Underground, it that worked for him because he was, Lucha Underground. he was, well, yeah, if, you, if you've seen Lucha Underground, you know Prince Puma? Well, if you ever see Prince Puma, that was him. Yeah. He was Prince Puma. First, he's you know the first and only two-time Lucha Underground champion, you know, and he lost you know, he he lost the the last season he lost. And that's how he ended up leaving Lucha Underground. The problem is that Ricochet's been trying to get into WWE for the longest time, but he had to wait till the season three of Lucha Underground had completely aired before he could get on TV. Yeah, okay. He could still wrestle for other indie companies; he couldn't be televised. Yeah. And the problem is they took a long summer break, which extended it even longer. So Ricochet's getting all these offers that he can't take, and it was pissing him off. Like he was bad mouthing Lucha underground on twitter for the longest time because of it but finally once it was over ricochet they signed him over brought him over and i think ricochet is a great wrestler don't get me wrong yeah. i just feel like he flips too much i don't like i don't like the, that's the thing about me is that i feel like if you do too much of that mm-hmm. you're hiding something you're not you're not as good if you have to do all that stuff just to get attention and yeah, i feel yeah. like you know it's, it's that's the thing that people don't understand about wrestling moves it's not just the fact oh i can do this you got to put the move in the right spot at the right time. Right at the right moment. At the right moment. You fuck yourself up or the yeah. other guy. That's why, and I'll bring this up briefly, even though I know uh, Zach doesn't like to hear it. One of the That's one of the things that Roman is good at doing, is the fact that he can take the little moves that he has, put them in the right place at the right time to get the right reaction. Tell them how much I don't like that, man. <laughs> <laughs> he hate he, he hates him almost as much as I hate the Miz. Well, anything was possible. No. Okay, trash that. I said almost as much. Almost. Look, I don't like Roman Reigns because one, he's boring as shit. Oh Jesus Christ! Here we go. <clears throat> but this year's WrestleMania, I have never, ever, 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 ever seen one man take it. Ass kicking like Roman Reigns did. He took how many F fives? Eight. Six. 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 He kicked out of five of them. Like, ugh. And then, like, yeah. I respect. I still don't like him, but I respect him. I like. I started to like him a little bit when he said the coolest thing toward Paul Heyman. Brock Lesnar ain't going back to UFC as the beast. He's going back to the octagon as Roman Reigns' bitch. I was like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> we'll get into more of that a little oh, later. That was but, awesome. but we're getting off topic. Sorry. But yeah, so anyway, uh, overall, Ricochet yeah. in the end yeah. hits the 630 splash, yeah. gets the 1 2 3, wins the North American Championship. Well, basically, that's the United States Championship to them. Well, no, they, they call it the North American Championship. But basically, that's their, yeah. that's their I got name. It. And that's it, the name it was awesome. Yeah. So it Ricochet, was an awesome match, match. Ricochet and Freshman, when he went out of the ring, flipped him out of the, flipped Adam Cole out of the ring, comes back there, does it again, and hit that 60-30. He doesn't do it from. He does it backwards. Yeah. And I was watching this. Boom. One, two, three. I was like, hell yeah. Yeah, he oh, he's done he's done that oh he's done that in lucha before he's done that in lucha before oh man and you get and you actually ask like a big time wrestler like you like 
He's like, you think those high flyers suck? And like, yeah. He goes like, okay. You still fail to realize you guys like, I don't weigh about a good 50, 60 pounds. You still have 200 something pounds flying at you. Exactly. <laughs> He's like, you got like a freaking dumbbell of weights flying at you. He's like, what else? They kick you in the head. They knock you to the green. Knee you in the face. One, two, three. You're done. Yes. A big wrestler says, who's the hardest fight? Your, your size? He's like, nah. Big guys, no, you can go around them. They're like, one guy did say, high flyers are the pain, biggest pain in the ass. Yeah. But, like I said, the ricochet, I was like, okay. Then I was watching back and forth, back and forth. I see what you guys watch. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. I was like, I'm going to, I passed out last night watching last night's NXT. I was watching it. Last time I remember it was Unspeed Air back in the back, and I'm going walking back and forth. And I was on the bed, and I was like, yeah, it's like, come on. Because I had to wake, wake up and go hang out with you. I got woke up, and I was like, okay, up there. Hi. When I'm supposed to be somewhere, Vinny, I'm usually there. Am I not? Yeah. Yeah. But although I get bit that match, three out of five stars, what do you think? Just about, yeah. yeah. Still a great match. It was a little, it was, it was a little sloppy. Yeah, I'm just saying, I just, it was just too much. You don't need that many fucking high-flying moves. Well, it was NXT TakeOver. It doesn't matter. It's just, I feel like, that's Ricochet in general. He does that all the time. I just feel like, dude, like, I feel like he's all flips and no substance. And that's my only issue with Ricochet. So on that note, we're going to move on to the next match of the evening for the NXT Women's title. Shayna Baszler puts it on the line against Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane has the biggest heart out of all the women in that, in that locker room in NXT, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. She's like, she's like, then you got, I can never say this bitch. Shayna? Shayna. Shayna, she's ruthless. She, she's a good heel. She kind of reminds me of Thomas Chapa. I can never say the fucker. Tommaso Chapa. Chapa. Kind of reminds me of him. Just calms in there with that. She, he, she needs nobody's help with anything of winning the matches. And just goes there and dominates and makes people tap out with that. Uh, with her uh, finishing signature move. And it was back and forth again. But the way Carly's son won was truly amazing. I've never seen anything like that before. Really? Yeah. I've seen it twice. I, that's the first time I've ever seen it. Well, she just, she had the move, she just goes, okay, flips up, one, two, three. Ta-da! Yeah, that's happened, uh, I've seen it happen with Austin and Bret Hart did that. I thought Austin just did it, that happened because Austin refused to, t- to submit. No, 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 no. What happened was, this, this, they had a rivalry. WrestleMania 13 was the culmination of it. But there was a pay-per-view before that where Austin used to do, back in the day when Stone Cold Steve Austin was starting out. Mm-hmm. He was at the Ringmaster, and then he also then became Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. But during the transition between that time, he, when he was Stone Cold, he, still, I, he, used, to do the, he used to do the Million Dollar Dream. Mm-hmm. Which, is, which was Ted DiBiase's submission move. So he's doing the Million Dollar Dream. And Bret Hart is locked in it. He can't get out. So he ran up and over the top rope, up up on the turbo, and did like a little flip, landed. Austin didn't let go of the submission hold and covered him one, two, three. And that and Bret Hart got the first win over Austin, which later led to you know the other matches going forward. Another time was in TNA. It was EC3 and Matt Bennett. EC3 locked that same hold in. Matt Bennett flipped over, pinned him one, two, three, and became the first guy to ever pin EC3 oh. in TNA. So that's so that move's been done before. I I just never seen it. Oh, I know. I'm just I'm just I'm just helping you out. Yeah, but it was it was good. She got heart, man. Yeah, she got heart. I think, in my opinion, that was the best way to take the belt off of Shayna. Yes, finally. Didn't weaken her. Just a bad mistake. Kyrie saying capitalize on it, got the championship. Now the big question is, does Shayna get called up? And if she gets called up, where's she going? True. Because here's the thing. Shayna Baszler is friends with Ronda Rousey. Really? Yeah. That's Well, you didn't notice Ronda Rousey and the other two girls that they, they showed in the yeah, audience? I was, uh, yeah, I remember That's that. That's because I they're did. part of the four horsewomen of UFC. Really? Is Shayna Baszler, Ronda Rousey, and the other two girls whose names I can't think of. Those other two girls are in developmental right now. They got their, their training at the performance center. The goal is at some point down the road, 
was to have the four horsewomen of UFC and the four horsewomen of WWE compete. Aww. So it's supposed to be Ronda, Shayna, and those other two girls against Charlotte, Sasha, Bailey, and Becky. Ooh, well, not going to happen now, Chris. Yeah, but they might put that to the side for this match. Because, you know, at Survivor Series, everybody form you know, like when it's Raw versus SmackDown, the teams form a temporary alliance. And they yeah. throw out their storylines and everything. To have Sm- Raw against SmackDown and mm-hmm. they coexist. So they would find a way to do that, I think, for the sake of that one storyline. Plus, I don't know how long the Becky-Charlotte rivalry will go, but we'll get into, like I said, that's another thing we'll get into later. But before we get to that, we got the main event of the evening. Oh, my Last man standing for the oh. NXT Championship, Tommaso Ciampa defends the title against Johnny Gargano. Fantastic! Another good match. Like he caught man, it was awesome. It was awesome, 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 awesome. It was that was two rivalry that literally were friends and literally they hate each other now. Kind of remind me. Don't quote me on some trip when Triple H betrayed Shawn Michaels. It's kind of like that rivalry going on. It just, yeah, it was. It was just brutal. It was. Ooh. I mean, oh no! Wow. I mean, I can't even have words for it. It was just, it was just like another one. It was back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And man, I don't like him. I don't like, I don't, Champa, Champa, Champa. Yeah, I said it right for him. Yay. Yeah. It's Champa, not Champa, not, not Champa, not Champa. I was like, uh, oops. But I like him, even though he's a heel. That's a heel. Yeah. He's the definition of a heel. That's how a heel is supposed to be. He cheats to win, but he doesn't need nobody else to help him. Yeah. That's why I like him, but he cheats. That doesn't he doesn't need people to help him. That's why I, you're very heel, you need people to help you, then you're not a heel. Yeah. Well no, you if you you need people to help you, you're still a heel. You're just not a strong heel. Like Cause you got yeah, because you got backup. Exactly. Yeah, yeah you know, like him. No. You know, so you it's pretty much it. So Tommaso here's the thing. I love the match. Yeah. Love the brutality. Oh, loved the end I love towards the end where Ciampa finally starts apologizing and begging for mercy, and then Gargano hits him with the knee. And but then falls, yeah. hits a speaker, Ciampa rolls off the stage and has his feet down, so that counts as him standing up, and Ciampa wins the match. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, wait a minute here. What? What is the point of this? The point, I guess they're not ready to, I guess, uh, Excuse me. they're not ready to, uh, Tom Ciampa, Ciampa is not ready to drop the title. Well, not just that, but this is the thing. The whole thing about a storyline, for the most part, is at some point, the babyface is supposed to overcome and get their revenge. Yeah. That didn't happen here. You've had Champa win twice in a row in this rivalry. Like, Gargano won the, the non-sanctioned fight to get his job back. Gargano should have walked out with that NXT championship. I failed to see why Tommaso Champa won again. Like, does him and Gargano fight again? Which I don't think anybody's going to want to see by this point. And you've already taken this rivalry everywhere it needs to go. It's basically done. Thomas Chapo. Chapo is the more dominant one. He won. Now, if they do it again, this one feels like it's going to be a Sammy Kevin Owens match all over again. Yeah, but here's the thing. Where do these guys go from here? Where's Gargano going to go? What does Champa do? He doesn't have a, Champa doesn't have a baby face to fight anymore. No, he doesn't. Unless when Alex Black returns. Yeah. I mean, Aleister Black coming back for his championship. You know, other than that, who else is left? You basically got two guys going a different direction, and you got nothing for them to do. Your champion has nowhere to go. Your challenger has nowhere to go. He just lost to Champa again. So how do you build credibility and back into Johnny Wrestling? There isn't any. Like, he literally is saying, like, you know, my career could be over, but I'm still willing to fight. Like that right there should have been the that should have been the icing on the cake. Gargano standing in Brooklyn, the new NXT champion. Ciampa is down. Gargano moves on the next challenger. You got Johnny wrestling. There's no reason 
for the psycho killer to still be champion. Well, that's what they call him. Yeah, Johnny Wrestling yeah, Psycho was, Killer. Yeah, I get it. I definitely get it now. I was like, what are they going to do next? It's, they do another Johnny Gagagro and uh, Thomas uh, Chapa match. I'm not going to watch it. This is done. They don't need to do this anymore. Like, prime, two prime examples with Shinsuke Nakamura going against AJ Styles. What? We saw that, what, five times? And AJ Styles won every single fucking time. And they also doing it with uh with Semino, with Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. They kept on dragging, dragging, dragging it, and dragging it. And I was like, this is done. This is done. Why you guys keep on doing the same exact fucking thing? Well, the thing is, they had nothing left to say. Even after their match was supposed to be the final fight, they kept it going. Sami Zayn's injured. Oh, he is? Yeah. Like, badly injured? Oh, I didn't know that. <clears throat> yeah, he's got torn rotator cuffs. Oh. So he's dealing with that. Okay. So he's out of action. Kevin Owens has been, that's why Kevin Owens has been by himself. But the thing is, with Sammy, that rivalry got old and stale quick. Very quick. And then when Sammy finally got his revenge on Kevin Owens. I don't remember that was awesome. That should have been it. Yeah, done. That should have been done. Done. Done after that. But they kept on going. And then, what was the other rivalry you talked about? Uh... Shishuke Nakamura and AJ Styles. Well, here's well. There's a reason why that didn't go. That was because the that's because the match at WrestleMania was so fucking terrible. It was awful. It was awful, awful that nobody wanted to see it anymore. True. And that even though the other matches did what they were supposed to do, you never gave us the real good match. Like if WrestleMania was the was every bit the wrestling match everyone thought it was, all these other matches with the brawling and the stipulations and the low blows, they wouldn't have been as bad because that's what you should do after that. Yeah. You know, but. That match at WrestleMania stunk the joint out. They tried to make excuses like, oh, the audience was tired, and that's why they weren't. No, it sucked. I was there. I watched it It myself. It sucked. It sucked. That's why no one was cheering. It's not because we were tired. It's not because we were exhausted. It was boring. This is boring. We were bored to fucking tears because those guys didn't do shit. WrestleMania was not that good this year. I'm sorry. I'm just saying I never felt more disappointed in my life in that match. But anyway, like I said, you got nowhere to go with this rivalry, and it's just a waste of everybody's time. And all right, and that, ladies and gentlemen, will wrap up this recap of NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 4. I thank you guys for tuning in, and make sure you guys follow the Boochcast. We're on Anchor, Spotify, Google Podcast, and iHeartRadio. Pick your favorite hosting site and follow us there, or be a super fan and follow us on all four hosting sites. Also, like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash theboochcast. We have archived episodes of the show as well as great content. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at theboochcast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Visit our YouTube channel. Check out all of our Boochcast YouTube content. And be sure to hit the subscribe button and ring that bell. Be notified when future content will be posted. Also, make sure you follow us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next watch party will be Saturday, August 5th for WWE SummerSlam. That's right. We'll be getting together for the biggest party of the summer. And we hope you guys will join us live on Twitch. Also, we have our live D&D show coming soon. Our Boochcast booking battle and another special project in the works. Also, you can support the Boochcast by going to anchor.fm slash theboochcast slash support. Become a supporter of the Boochcast. Support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help sustain future episodes. We have three levels you can donate at. Pick the one that works the best within your budget. We have our first level, which is $0.99, cents, $1 per month. We have our second level, which is $4.99, $5 per month. The same amount of money you would pay for a Peacock subscription. I know a lot of you guys out there aren't fans of the 
Peacock. So don't give them money. Give us money. We got better content than Peacock anyway. And we got the third and final level you can donate at, which is for a mere $9.99. $10 per month. The same amount of money we used to pay for a WB Network subscription here in the United States. Ever since it's over the Peacock, you got to know where to put that $9.99. So take $9.99, bring it over here. We got better content than the network. And unlike All Elite Wrestling, we actually care about our fans and are dedicated to giving the people what they want. You get the option of paying with a credit card or with GPay. And the best part is all the money we raise goes back into the show in some capacity. We use to upgrade our equipment. We use to bring in bigger name guests, pay the bills, and take care of all the guys who work very hard on the air and off the air to make the Boochcast a success. So if you got a favorite co-host and believe they're going to be paid for their hard work, anchor.fm slash the Boochcast slash support is how you make that happen. And then if there's any money left over, when it's all said and done, we use the rest of feed Zachariah Scott his ramen noodles and try to get him laid. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been the Boochcast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then, pizza, baby. Well, I see by the clock on a wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye-bye. Keep warm. Relax. Eddie. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu, mon vieux. À la prochaine. Goodbye till when we meet again. <laughs>